Film reviews and movie news with Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Yes, it is. It's film reviews and movie news with me, Stuart Pink, and the man who sparked controversy when he thought the Eden Project was a nudist retreat. It's Mark Searby. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I thought it would be. When I first heard of the Eden Project, I thought, oh, right, you go and eat apples and... Oh, you're talking. Ah, yeah. oh, right. Ah, oh, I thought you meant it was just some sort of uh, nature retreat. Um, that because it was quite warm in there, it was best if you took. <laughs> right. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah, it's quite humid. You see, yeah. once again, yeah. we've got cross wires again about this thing already. Um, already. Yes. Already. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it did cause controversy. Then made the papers and everything. Can't go back. <laughs> Can't go back. Sorry. Have you seen this man? Yeah. Yes. Lots of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah flyers all around <laughs> the outside of it as well. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> How are you, Mark? I'm very How, well. Made you relive that memory? Yeah, I know. Uh, I'm very well, thanks. I'm very well. Yes, yes. Very good. Um, an eclectic good. bunch of films, I think, is... Yes, the, the, something for all sorts. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, we do try <laughs> to pick out films that might be... At, at least there'll be one that you think, that's kind of interesting, or I really want to see that or something. So... um this week we really have tried to outdo ourselves. I think um, I don't think we could have got three more different films. We, we really couldn't. We've got a Spanish language movie. We've got an animated movie about babies, and then for the podcast listeners, we've got a documentary about uh, digging up trees and moving them half the way across the world. <laughs> That's not a joke either. It's a genuine documentary. Yeah. Obviously, we'll review it in a bit, but um, yeah. True story. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So. So is the boss baby. Story. Is That's it? True, right. Is it boss baby? Is it right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you might have been swindled out of some money before. There we go. Oh, yeah, it's all coming yeah. back to you now. Oh dear. Honestly. That's it. Yeah. Oh no. Damn. Well, look. Let's start with a Spanish language movie because I think this is the big movie of the week. To be honest with you, uh, it's a film called Parallel Mothers. Uh, it's about Janice and Anna, who both give birth on the same day in the same hospital. They agree to stay oh. in touch, but months go by and Janice starts to suspect there may be a problem with her newborn baby. Oh, okay. Yes, okay. yes. Um, I was, you know, it's very, I had to narrow that down, by the way, that synopsis, because it's really difficult to to not say too much about the film without giving a twist or two away. So that's what I'm going to say about the the, the movie as in, you know, the synopsis and whatever else. And I'm going to try yeah. and skirt around some of the direct twists and shocks. So this is the new film from Pedro Moldovar, um, who his films previously, he'd made films um like The Skin I Live In, starring Antonio Banderas. Um, also, he had made... Um, he's actually made quite a few films with Antonio Banderas uh, earlier in his oh. career. Um, yeah. He made I'm So Excited, which is a really good, upbeat movie set on an aeroplane. Uh, it's a musical as well. It's really fun. So Pedro Moldovar, as a writer-director, I think... He, he likes to make audiences work to understand the complexities of some of the characters that are in his movies. You know, he also likes yeah. to throw curveballs in there as well, just to keep everybody guessing, basically. And parallel, The human voice. I'm the human voice, yes. Well. Yes, with Tilda Swinton, which we reviewed as well. That was his first English language 
piece of work. I mean, it's only a short movie. Ah, so now he's yeah. he's got his next movie is going to be an actual English language feature film. Um, Parallel Mothers still in Spanish. I shall say that. Um, this sí. film pretty much offers up the big twist, the the big first twist early on. However, if you're thinking, nah, that's, that's it done, that's, that's, then honestly, you're sorely mistaken because the film continues to twist and turn for both central characters and in very different ways, but also at the same time in very, in very similar ways as well. So uh, Janice is an older woman who has given birth to her lover's baby, but her lover can't leave his wife. So Janice begins to raise the baby on her own. Only a chance meeting with Anna at a coffee shop where she works months later after giving oh. birth starts to change everything for Janice and in very mm-hmm. troubling ways. There's, there's a lot of little twists there. there. See, already. Yeah, and that's not in. even halfway through the movie either. So, And then what happens is the film leads us down this very dark path and... It's a question that I always kind of think films by Pedro Moldovar always ask of the audience in that, what would you do in this situation? And mm. that happens here. But this is asked more than once and with very different outcomes. So you have these two new mothers who are very different ages. Um, Anna is, I would say, early 20s. Janice is maybe mid 40s, maybe late 40s, something like that. Um and their their lives are running in parallel for a lot of things. Certainly their mindset when giving birth and also their home lives seem to be running in parallel, but they've got different things going on. You know, this is why I'm saying there's this age gap of about 20 years. And you could see how they could easily swap out and be 20 years younger or 20 years older and be on the same path. So yeah. there is... I mean, there's slight differences with both of them, but on the whole, you can see this through line as to why they have this friendship. You know, the way their relationship grows is very delicate. Obviously, it's all about the babies, um, but it is about other things as well. So, you know, that is until obviously there's another twist in it and then it becomes a wholly different dynamic between both of them. And you think, I'm not sure where this is going. Um, I mean, that happened to yeah. me quite a bit where I was like, okay, I'm going to, I've guessed this. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> fun. And then something else would happen. No. Nope. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No. Oh, right. Okay. Yes, I wasn't again. seeing that coming. Um, I will say this, that Penelope Cruz, who plays Janice, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I think she gets the perfect balance of fear and trepidation alongside happiness and warmth as well. She, I, You know, she has this ability to turn demeanors within a split second. It's fascinating to watch her do, do this in this movie. I mean, I, I've, been, yeah. I've been a fan of hers for quite a while. You know, I don't think she gets a lot of uh, accolades or she doesn't get enough accolades, maybe because she does films that she is interested in rather than big blockbusters or something else like that. And, and I yeah. think this is probably one of her best performances in many years. Um, you know, I think I, I go back to... Um, uh, the original uh, film of Vanilla Sky, which she was in. And I'm thinking it's probably as good as that. I, I really do. You know, I think uh, also I've got to uh, mention as well is uh, Melina Smith, who plays Anna. Very different performance here. Very different. This is one of brokenness. 
you know, not brokenness. Yeah. She's not broken. She is to a certain degree, but this is brokenness. You know, she, she's broke in different ways. Um, a lot of things are a struggle for her. Certainly the fact that her mother is not a help at all. Um, her mom comes in like a like a whirlwind and doesn't help at all. So, you know, it's, <laughs> this is the yeah. heartbreaking performance in the movie. Whereas Penelope Cruz's is one of, as I said, different complexities. So, you know, I, yeah. I think the performance here by Melina Smith is the one that really grips you in the final third of the movie. And it does ask that question, what would you do in this situation? As I said, people are probably listening going, well, I, I know the answer of this. I know what the twist is here. As I said, there's more than one twist. There's more than thing, more than just one thing going on. Uh, so I think just more outstanding filmmaking and storytelling from Pedro Moldovar. If you're a Pedro Moldovar fan, you're going to love this again. You know, he makes really interesting movies. Smashing. So Pedro's given birth to another good one. He has, he has. And interestingly, I only found this out this week, actually, when I was watching an interview with him. This is based on a true story. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. So all of these twists and turns are all based on a true story. He read it in a newspaper um, in Spain. And uh, yeah, ah, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So this is out in cinemas? This is in cinemas, yes. And it is going to be one of these, uh, I would say it's going to be a dark horse in terms of awards, you know, foreign language awards. Mm. Um, not many people have spoken about it. I think it will be on quite a few lists. Whether it wins, I don't know. It's a tough year for uh, foreign language movies. There's been a lot of good ones that we, we've reviewed and some we've missed. So yeah. it's just nice to see it get nominated because I, I do think Moldovol's work is very high quality, very high quality. Marvellous. So from one uh, true, true story about babies to another true story about babies. Well, that's true. Yes. I'm not sure where you're getting the true story about this one from, but OK. <laughs> it is about babies. That's very true. Um, Boss Baby 2 Family Business or Boss Baby Family Business, depending on which poster you look at. Very confusing. Oh, OK. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So following on from the original movie, the Templeton brothers have become adults and drifted away from each other. But a new boss baby with a cutting edge approach is about to bring them together again and inspire a new family business. Oh, so the original characters have grown up. Yes. Yes. Did you see the first one? Have you seen the first film? Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Inspired. Yeah. Now, see, that's interesting you say that because I hated the first one. I hated it. And the thing was, I had seen the trailer and thought this looks like good fun. I hated the first one. I really did. (laughs) What we should say as well is this has now morphed into a TV show as well. There is a very popular TV show. Well, I say very popular. Is it? Kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of popular. It's not hugely popular. It's kind of popular. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, going back to the first film, found it really boring, really unfunny. I can say, thankfully, this sequel is vastly improved. I had a really good time watching it. So, if you enjoyed the first one, I think you're going to enjoy this one as well. The, Brilliant. the only issue is the convoluted plot about the new boss baby sending the old boss babies who are now adults back in time for 48 hours to stop a maniacal genius from taking over the world with just kids <laughs> and getting rid of the parents. Now, I've simplified that. Okay. Wow. Oh, that sounds, yeah, the plan. Yeah, exactly. The film does make it really hard to follow. Yet, 
it doesn't particularly matter because the rest of the film is running at a mile a minute. So if you didn't get something, don't worry about it. It's on to the next thing before you've even had time to properly think about it. It's storytelling is very rapid. I didn't yeah. mind that too much because I did laugh quite a lot at this movie. You know, there are, there are, well, most of the laughs come from little individual moments rather than big scenes. I think so. I, I there's a there's a great moment in this where uh, the boss baby says to a little girl, "Go big or go home," and she responds to him, "Well, I'll go home then." <laughs> you see, you see, it's my kind of kid. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You see, I mean, <laughs> that that's funny. Um, there is a secondary character in this film that had me howling with laughter every time she turned up. So I've got to make a special mention to the girl with the red hair who says random things like this. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'll do the voice as well. Mm. I like your pony. <laughs> like, like this, is a, this is a little girl and she has the, the deepest voice and she says random things as well. Oh, it's wow. completely bonkers. We all know one. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was completely bonkers, yet very funny as well. Also, the finale features a classic experiment that kids do in school and adults still do when given the chance, and it's never not funny. Or at least to me, it's never not funny, okay? Some people might find it really annoying. Um, I, I just I laughed a lot at it, to be honest with you. So, you know, <laughs> look, there is a nice story in here as well. I've got to say there's one about a father realising that he's missing his child grow up because he's away too much. Also that he is stifling her growth as a child. So, you know, there's some pretty serious analytical thinking going on. I mean, yeah, who would okay. have guessed that at all? A bit of a moral. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, I'm just genuinely shocked that this film is so much better than the first. Like I was thinking, oh, no, 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 no. This is just going to be as bad and whatever else. It's colourful. It's got some really good characters in it. The voice work is excellent. I've got to give a special mention to Amy Sidaris as Tina um, and also Jeff Goldblum as Dr. Armstrong as well. This is a fun movie and it's a fun movie on two different levels. It's a fun movie for adults because there is a lot of adult jokes and things that have happened when yeah. you're an adult in here the grown-ups will get yes. it yes and then so it's well fun on a on a kid level as well because as i said the storytelling is so rapid and there's a lot of little stupid jokes in there that i think kids are going to like and it's really good and it's really colorful as well so it kind of works on two levels and i know that really we should be beyond this now you know toy story did it very well what 20 something years ago um but when you've got it like this, I kind of think, okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, you've you've done well here in this one. You know, you've you've managed to create that uh, change that you'll take something different away from it depending on your age. That's a tough thing to do as well. Yes, to, to do gags that work on two different levels. Oh, absolutely, and especially audience. when you're talking about a sequel as well, because by then you're just sort of right. Let's just go out for the gags. Let's just do that and whatever else. You know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, it, it, it seems to work. And I think, as I said, better than the first movie. And it's very rare that we see <laughs> an animated feature film be better on the second one. You know, go back to Toy Story. Um, we can talk about Monsters, Inc., Monsters University. And we can talk about Hotel Transylvania as well. But they're, they are the small, you know, it's, it's a handful, really, isn't it? Let's be honest. It is a handful. Yeah, usually. By round two, you're all a bit bored. We're, we're all done with it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. 
<clears throat> so you weren't a fan of the first one. You loved the second one. Could you get away watching the second one without watching the first one? No. 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 No, because you need to Have know to who the Templeton brothers are and how they became who they are, basically. Excellent. So I'll have to watch the first one again. Yes. Which obviously, you'll love, and I'll be like, That's oh, a shame. I'll just put it on in the background, maybe. <laughs> so the Boss Baby out in cinema? It's on DVD and Blu-ray. Oh. Yes. Straight on DVD. Yes. Excellent. And you reckon they bossed it? Oh, nice. Oh, nice. I'm in for a promotion now. <laughs> <laughs> well, P45. I'm not yes, sure one of the two. yes. Excellent. Mark, a quick reminder for our FM listeners, what have you got to do on the podcast? So if you That's tune in... They're completely different. Yes. Uh, we're going to talk about a documentary called Taming the Garden, which is all about trees that have been moved from one country to another. I know it sounds quite boring. Trust me, it's not. <laughs> no, I've seen the trailer. I'm gripped. Uh, I'll get my garden shears ready, which we'll chat in uh, full detail on the podcast. But I'll see you on FM next week. Will do. For us? Uh, so next week, we're going to be talking about The Eyes of Tammy Faye, starring Jessica Chastain. There's another awards-worthy movie. And also, we're going to be talking about uh, a small film that was shot in lockdown in Suffolk. It's a film called Confession. It stars only four people, and it is a... A thriller, shall we say, and it stars an actor who grew up in Brentwood. <gasps> a local lad. A local lad. Local lad awesome. turned Hollywood actor. Amazing. It can be done. It will be done again, will it? it probably. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, yes. if he can do it, then yeah, absolutely. But we're going to be talking about his new film. Amazing. I look forward to uh, confessing all next week. Oh, dear. With Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Yeah. Yes, it is. Still with me. On the podcast is Mark Seavey, and we are ready to tame the garden. That sounded like an innuendo. What film we got? It does, doesn't it? It really does. <laughs> like There's people thinking, oh, here, here they go. Yeah. What's no, going no. on here? It's, it's a documentary called Taming the Garden. Okay, now stay with me on this one. The documentary <laughs> follows trees that are transported at great expense and great inconvenience from the coast of the Republic of Georgia to the private garden of its former prime minister. Wow. Blimey. Okay. Now, these are not normal trees. Okay. I've got to say that. These are trees that are hundreds of thousands of years old. So you can imagine how big they are. Okay. Yeah. Not not your average kind of um, fruit tree. No. Nope. I'm thinking of the apple tree in our garden, nope. which is about 10 centimetres tall. <laughs> no. Uh, no. <laughs> no. Nothing like that. No, no, no. We're, we're talking huge trees. Okay. So, so basically, this is a documentary about a high-ranking government official who is paying the people of Georgia to dig up these trees and get them transported by sea over to his private residence in another country. Wow. What a huge... Um... <laughs> logistical challenge that's the thing like it sounds crazy and it sort of is when you watch the documentary yeah. now the, the interesting thing about this documentary is there's very few very little dialogue in it um the, the trees don't say much to be fair the, well no they don't that's very true um but we do watch the workers as they slowly and carefully put these reinforced metal pipes under the tree's roots and then slowly start to prise it up and then put it on two 18-wheeler juggernauts and drive it slowly to the coast where it has to go over the beach via some very large slabs, which are laid down especially for this. It is then loaded onto, 
I'm not going to say a small boat. I'm going to say a medium-sized boat. And then it is slowly shipped to this private residence. Please tell me there was a bit in the documentary where they said we're going to need a bigger boat. There isn't because it's very oh. minimal dialogue. That's the thing. Oh, um, yeah. You know, there's, there's, you can kind of hear what the, the workers are saying and they do put subtitles in, but it is very sparse dialogue. That's the okay. thing. Um, so it's I, I, there's going to be people listening to this thinking that sounds incredibly dull. <laughs> Or it sounds incredibly I've, I've, fascinating. I've seen the trailer. This looks gripping. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like weirdly, it, weirdly fascinating. That's what. Yeah. That's how I find it because it is a still life documentary because of how slow it is. You know, the camera isn't buzzing around the trees or the workers. It is put on a tripod, set way back from everything, and it just captures every single movement made. So viewing it. It, the, the way that they've shot it, we view it and we get to see so much more on screen. That's the thing. So, yeah. th you know, things that you wouldn't think are interesting but actually turn out to be. For example, when the tree is on that 18-wheeler and it's being pulled across the road with trees lining either side of the road already, you can oh, literally no. hear the crack and then the fall of some of the branches from the trees at the side of the road. There's oh my God. other moments Tension. in the movie as well where like, you witness some of the, the Georgian people discussing the trees and their confusion as to why the former prime minister wants them transported all that way as well. So <laughs> none of it is on camera, shall we say. You know, None of it feels like it's being forced, like they're having to say these things or anything else like that. It is... A, it is a very still life documentary, and it did remind me, in some le on some level, of Koyanovsky, um, which is a phenomenal piece of documentary making. Um, Koyanovsky um, and its sequels as well. Um, I can't remember what they are. Koyanovsky um, and whatever the other one is. Um, so this one reminds like to say me. I know what they are. Yeah, well, trust me. Idea. Look them up. They're basically cameras <laughs> yeah. put somewhere. And then it just films the movements. So they put it on a street during mm. rush hour or they put it on the top of a building during cars or they put it, focus it on somebody's face and they start to smile slowly. And it's all set to incredible pieces of music as well. Incre it, it was a very influential documentary series. And that's cool. where Taming the Garden, I think, sort of takes some of its influence from, really. Now, the possibly the most revealing moments in this documentary are when we finally see the plan uh, the trees planted in the residence, which is right at the end. And my reaction was, really, this is this is where they've put the trees. All of this work, <laughs> come all this, way. all of this money, <laughs> and this is where it is as well. And it wouldn't surprise me if you get the same reaction as well. So you know, mm. what drew me to this documentary was just the poster, which was a tree on a sail barge in the middle of the ocean. And I'm like, why? It's a great shot of it. it exactly. Like, what is that? Why is that there? What, exactly. That's there. the thing. It's so many questions. <laughs> um, I was completely transfixed by it. And it is a movie about capitalism. That's the ultimate thing which you've got here. It's a movie about a man who is exploiting people just because he wants these trees. And then when you see it, you go, really? Come on, man. Come on. This is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But, you know, that's 
that's the way it is. So it is a movie. I, I think there's a lot of things in here that you can take away from it. You know, uh, as I said, I think it is overall, it's a movie about capitalism, but also there's other bits in here about how impoverished people feel like they're being pressured into doing these things as well. And, you know, ju just so much to take away from this in the, okay. in the yeah. most interesting of ways as well. So as I said, you know, people will think this sounds boring. It's not. That's the strange thing about it. It's really not. If you ever just go, if you're not, not sure, go to your nearest local big tree and then ask yourself how on earth to get that to somewhere else yes. around the world. Yeah, absolutely. Because <laughs> that's the thing. They show you the trees initially. And all I could think was, how are they digging these out? And the documentary yeah. shows you. I'm never going to see the garden centre in quite the same way. Well, <laughs> that's a good point. That is a really good point. Like, <laughs> There's loads there. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, you think to yourself, well, that looked quite, I imagine that was quite easy to get here, you know, compared to trees that are thousands of years old. Um, a yeah. little potted plant, that's easy. <laughs> so where, when is it on? So where, this where is can we in find cinemas this? and on digital download as well. So you can rent it as well. Um but um excellent yeah yeah so it's an hour and a half did it, was it from the beginning you liked it or did it did it grow on you it, it floated my boat <laughs> ah. oh dear it grew on oh, me yes. yes yes beautiful beautiful i'm i'm glad it's uh it's, it, you say it's now well rooted in documentary oh history. no come on we're gonna have to st no no come on too too, too many puns <laughs> too many puns you know yeah. We've got to stop I'll leave this. It there. Oh no! Oh. <laughs> We've got to stop this. Come on! We've got to move on. That's you it. know, a rolling That's stone it. gathers no moss. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm done. I'm out. Excellent. Uh, what you got for us next week, Mark? Quick rider. Uh, so we've got The Eyes of Tammy Faye, starring Jessica Chastain. We've got a film called Confession, which was shot entirely during lockdown in a church. And then also we have an animated movie, an anime film. It's an Ooh. anime version of Beauty and the Beast, but very different. It's a musical almost. Amazing. I look forward to discussing it in detail next week. And... Uh... I'm going to bring in a little acorn <laughs> just just to mark this uh, this momentous occasion. Occasion, yes. <laughs> Mark, I'll, I'll see you this week. Will do. Film reviews and movie news with Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Thanks for listening to film reviews and movie news. We've been doing this podcast for years now. We've watched hundreds of films. And some of them are actually quite good. For even more reviews, or to get next week's film reviews and movie news delivered directly to your device, pop along to stuartpink.com forward slash reviews. With Stuart Pink and Mark Searby. Film reviews and movie news.